What is up, y'all? It's Y to the A Yaya today. And I am your host because Mitchell, Moneyback Mitchell, is out on vacation, taking a few uh, good R&R days. days. Taking some days. Uh, and that voice you hear is the illustrious, bodacious Dwayne the Tank Ooh. Brown. Wow, that was quite an intro. Oh, man, I got to prop you up because you're going to be my... Uh, <laughs> You're going to be my lord and savior today. <laughs> You're going to make me look good. I know you are. That's what I do. It's my job. Um, so before we start off, before we get into the grades, because today we are grading the midfielders and we're going to talk a little bit of uh, MLS playoffs as well. Um, I want to do a little, house, a little housekeeping. First off, let's keep three the house. Points. Uh, houses are good. Three points. <laughs> First off, we are going to be going live on Wednesdays, 930 every morning. Uh, it's going to be our new showtime. If you guys haven't noticed for the last couple of weeks, this is the time we're actually going live. So just keep that in mind that Wednesday mornings, you're going to get a good dose of Yaya, Dwayne, and Mitch. Uh, second of all, pineapple deserves to be on pizza. And third of all... That's a hard disagree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, thank you. We got Super Producer Alyssa telling the truth over here. Um, and we got Dwayne just being a liar. And third of all, I want to give a shout out to the front office. Not the people that make decisions about the football team, but everybody else that works on that football team. Yeah. The comms, I want to give a shout out to the graphics, the social, because at the end of the day, we always look at this team and we think everything was bad, but everything around it was really good, except for the field, the play on the field. Yeah. A lot of uh, upgrades this year. So, I mean, the stadium looks better. Uh, I, I still think the paint job, uh, you know, over by the locker room is one of the best upgrades of the season. I know mm-hmm. people, uh, you know, we're still waiting on food options and things like that. But that paint job to me, um, getting rid of the old paint job that looked like meat. It was a literal meat locker. So if you're a designer and you're doing stuff in Colorado, you're going to be forced to put mountains on everything. Yep. Um, you know, keep the mountains like a nice gray or blue or green, not meat colored, because then when you do the snow, it looks like the marbling in the meat. So, head, you know, <laughs> high fives to the Rapids for noticing that. And um, I think it looks I think it looks really great over there now. But, you know, also like from a season ticket member, you know, standpoint, um, everybody has ups and downs with their reps, but I've never had a bad rep. So Kyle you know, has been my rep for a couple of years and um, always, you know, had a good experience with, with my season ticket rep too. So um, a lot of folks over there working really, really hard um, behind the scenes. Um, even when the play doesn't go well, um, poor social media team has to deal with everybody screaming and yelling mm-hmm. at them and they don't make roster decisions. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you. I, there's there's a lot of uh, high fives to go around over at the club. And I get people are not going to be very fond of this take. I understand oh, yeah, that. Sure. And, I, and, I'm, and that's fine. But as somebody that we work very closely with a lot of these people, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the Porix, the Waynes, the very high ups that actually make decisions on the pitch. I'm talking about the comms team. We've been blessed yeah. enough to have a really good comms team in Colorado the last couple of years that's given the DNVR Rapids a platform. And also let fans actually get more information. For sure. They don't get to decide which information comes out. They don't get to decide any of that. They just do their jobs, and they're really damn good at it. Yep. And I also want to give a shout-out to the writers out at their website. They do a great job of doing all the writing. And I want to give a shout-out to the broadcast team, the radio broadcast team with Cape and uh, Crookham, because I think Mm -hmm. they've done a great job. And I think those are fair flowers to give. And it's Oh, for sure. And then you've got Mike and Drew and Jordan you know, putting together all of the video content before, during, and after games. You know, we've mentioned the the graphics team. Saw is new to the club. He's been doing a good job this year. Um, Tegan, who you know is always helping out with the events, and she's been the like one of our main contacts at the events we mm-hmm. do here uh, at DMVR. Man, there's so many names, and we're forgetting a bunch. But um, all the people that are just doing the heavy lifting that. You know, the worker bees that you don't always get to see because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, um, off the pitch, Um, you know, again, the comms team. A a lot of people scream and yell about the comms team on Twitter, Um, you know, especially about the short, 
you know, Porig, Porig interview number one. Yep. That was short. And I think we all agree, yeah, it was short. It was weird. But they made up for it, you know, and, and they went not only a much longer one, but went overtime on that one to make sure everybody's questions got in. Um, and like you said, it's, it's they've always been up front with us when they can. Uh, a lot of that information that comes out is above their heads, you know, that of they course. can, <laughs> you can see <laughs> when they we struggle, talk to them yeah. when they look at us and it's just like, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> or even if like they, they, they don't know anything sometimes. Oh, like yeah, they're just like, they I just don't know. And that's in this, the, I'm trying to put this out there for everybody that knows. We work with these people very closely. Mm-hmm. We consider a lot of them to be our friends, but that doesn't mean that they're not good at their job and they do really good. At, they're not sure. really good at what they do and they deserve the credit they get. Absolutely. And I just think it gets lost in the, in the whole hoopla. Of this team is the worst it's ever been probably. And I think it's very hard to like look at the people that actually make things run and look good for the most part. Absolutely. And I just really wanted to get that out there. I've been wanting to give them a shout out. Um, if you guys don't know, um, Omar is the reason we have a DNVR Rapid show because he messaged, he messaged me and he said he saw me with the Rapid kit and he said, hey, man, we'd like to do a Rapid show. And we'll give you some guests. And thanks to him, we, we get to be here. Yeah, we exist. And do all this cool stuff with you guys. But enough flowers. Now we're going to grade. That's a good way to start. Start with a little flower action. Yeah, I just wanted, I think it's well-deserved. And since we're going to get into these people, we're going to really, into the players, we're going to really dig deep and make them but feel bad. But now we're wrecking it. Yeah, so like we got to build it up to wreck it <laughs> off. Um, and we're going to start off with our uh, midfield grades. Today we get to do all the midfield grades. Um, ooh, look at that nice graphic. I wonder who made that. I don't know. Yeah, Probably that's a good one. yeah, yeah. That looks like a Dwayne creation. That looks like a yeah, yeah to me. <laughs> All right. So with our <laughs> grades, we have a producer, Alyssa, looking for our grades right now. <laughs> Producing is hard, guys, as I do that on a daily basis. It's not an easy thing to do. All right. No, you're good. All good. You? So let's start off. First, we have Cole Bassett. He got a B. Connor Ronan got a B plus. Ralph Preso got a C minus. Sidney Tavares got a C minus. And Danny Leva got an F. Overall, it averaged out to be a C. How do you feel about that, doing? I, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, we came up with it, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it is an average of you and me. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good and and fair average. You know, I mean, sound off in the chat. You know, last last week, uh, the chat disagreed with us on a, on a bunch and agreed with us on a few. So. There's any that you think should be higher or lower? Um, drop it in the chat and let us know, and and we can have that discussion. But yeah, I think C overall is. I mean, it's it's hard to really get above a C for any group, really, you know, yeah. on this squad. And, and that's not like that's not going at any players or anything. It's just like, hey, we were we we're second to last in the league. Yep. I don't know how high these grades can be. Yeah, it usually when you're in school, if you're second to last in your class, you probably don't have um, even a C. Yep, that, that, that's completely <laughs> so true. So these could be generous. <laughs> they and I do feel like they were a little generous, if I'm honest with you, in some of them. And I feel like we were very harsh in some of them as well. Um, but I want to start from bottom up. I want to go with. I want to start off with Danny Labo. Your grade for him was an F. Correct. My grade for him was an F, which averages out to... An F. I was going to say something <laughs> completely different. Good thing you saw me because I do that I like Danny. But when you look at Danny Labor, what did you see that made him earn that F? Because he earned it. He got his playing time. Yeah. Uh, not much. You know, I mean, that's the problem is... He wasn't invisible in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talk about like um, like a Keegan. You don't always notice Keegan because he's just doing his thing. Um, and that's what Keegan needs to be doing. And he's just undercover making it happen. And so you don't always notice it because you're used to it. Um, but with Leva, like Leva came in and you were real big on Leva. Yeah, uh, I remember we, we talked because uh, I didn't know too much about him. And when he came in, you know, it's, um, you know, you, it, it was like, okay, here we got a new guy. We're trying to, you know, fill up some of the holes. Um, but I feel like whether or not he had joined the squad, 
the the results are the same. I don't mm-hmm. feel that there was really any impact from that from that loan. <laughs> I I I see that, and we have Brendan Plone in the chat, a uh, friend of the program. Uh, saying that he should be higher, at least the D, because he came into a young team on loan, made the Pan Am roster, and was solid in spurts. Wouldn't say he'll be back. I totally agree with you, and I thought about giving him a D. But kind of to what Dwayne said, he was completely invisible. He was brought in to maybe not be a key piece, but at least be a piece to help. And he didn't even help, really. And yeah. it's, and this is not saying that like I don't think he's going to be good in the future. This is me completely saying like this year he just wasn't good, and that sometimes just happens. It just happens, and it's okay. And maybe he just didn't fit the roster and what was needed for this roster. So That could be it. I mean, it, it could just be fit. You know, I mean, you look at, you know, I'm looking at stats here, and I'm looking at pass percentage with Leva's, what, 78. And I'm looking at who's worse than that. Um, and there there are some, you know. Um, one of them is, you know, Markanic and his is pretty low, but then he went in and got on the right squad and was playing really well in St. Louis. So it could be a fit thing as well. You yeah. know, it's not a skills thing necessarily. It's it's more of a fit. Yeah, and that and again, I see where Plon is coming from that he was decent in times, but it was just to me it wasn't enough to turn him a D. It's kind of felt and it, it felt like it was towards the end a lot where he kind of started clicking and it could just be Chris Little knew how to utilize him. Yeah. And it kind of turned into this thing where, like, hey, I'm failing this class. I need to hurry up and try to get a passing grade just to sure. get through. But at the end of the day, I think Leva is a D. One thing I do want to ask you about Leva is if you had to do it all over again, Chris Little as your head coach, and you saw that last little bit of spurt where he was a lot better, a lot more concentrated, does that change your grade at all if he did that throughout the whole year? Or is it just still of F? Well, he's better. So, I mean, yeah, he would have to change, you know. I mean, the question is, do, you know, it, it's. I don't think it's a loan to buy. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what his situation is. Like, he loan. should be going back, but I don't know if the club is really going to push too hard to, to keep him. I you mean, know? I wouldn't. Why would No, you? no. And at the end of the day, I think if, if he played the way he played the last, what, five games of the season, I think he might be a D for me. Because even then, I don't sure. think it was enough for him to actually be a full-on uh, full on even C. I don't yeah. think he was average. I think he was still pretty below. The next one that we have in our grades is Sydney Tavares. This is one where I felt I was very generous. The grade we both gave him together was a C minus. That's what it averaged out to. Um, you, the reason it became a C minus is because you gave him a C, and I gave him a D. And I thought a C minus. <laughs> I'm an was easy fair. grader. You are. I was. <laughs> The reason is, and this is so mean to, and I know I'm mean about it, and I'm so mean about Sydney. It's just not what the club needed, and it felt it felt like he came in and he didn't do much either. And part of it was he did get injured very early. Yep. Um, but I just don't think Sydney has it to be a part of the squad going forward. When you look at him, what did he see this season that bums you out, and what do you see that gets you excited? Oh man, I, I'm not even the right one to ask for this. Like, <laughs> I really wish Mitch was here because Mitch is a yeah, Sydney guy. I know Mitch is a Sydney guy for sure. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what the minutes are, but like, I feel like he just he he didn't get a lot of playing time, you know, for me to like really be able to to assess him. Like, I know we put him on the list, but he was kind of the ones on the fringe of do we put him on the list or not mm-hmm. because he was so new. Um, and coming in. Um, so I, I don't know if I can give him a fair grade, and that's probably where the C came in. Is like it, It's almost like an incomplete where it's um, – and we'll talk about, you know, forwards next week. But it's, you know, I feel the same about, you know, Navajo is that I just – I need to see more, and I need to see pieces around him that work better with him. Um, so I just – yeah, it just it, it just it's hard to grade him, you know. And I, I completely see that he is a twenty-two-year-old kid. Yeah, he's just like Cole Bassett. It was on loan, and it's a loan to buy. Uh, the reason I added him is because he played five games, and to me, it was like a player that played five games is enough to see enough of him to see where he's gonna kind of be. Maybe not barely, but it's enough to kind of see what type of player he is. Yeah. At the end of the day, he played five games, zero goals, 
Thrills Assist. And I think it, they were 0-5 <laughs> during those five games. Or like 4-1-1 or something like that. Or 1-1-4. But Slidney, the thing, I gave him, the reason I gave him a D and not an F, because I thought he played horribly, if I'm honest with you. I just thought that he wasn't a part of it. The reason I gave him a D was because I thought a little bit of potential. He had spurts where I'm like, oh, I see why they brought him in. I see what they were trying to do with him. Yeah. It just didn't, maybe he didn't have enough time to mesh with the team. And that's why I gave him the D, because I was wanting to get the benefit of the doubt. Because if I'm honest, it's probably an F. But that D to me comes in because I saw enough spurts. I saw enough things where I'm like, maybe next year he becomes a guy. Maybe next year he's a guy that we're all in on and we're super hyped on. Yeah, he he didn't get a lot of minutes, so I'm mean, like, you got 300 minutes. So yeah, again, that's I hard to to actually grade to, to grade on that. I mean, he he barely had more than Gersbach, who we didn't even put on the list last week because he had so few minutes. That's true. I I decided on Sydney. That was so. one of my that was one of my choices. <laughs> and again, I wanted to talk about Sydney because he's one of actually the bigger moves that happened this off season. So I thought it was fair enough to actually bring him in. Because sure. this is not just grading. To me, it's not just grading Sydney a little bit. It's also grading Porig on bringing in Sydney. And it's unfair to Sydney, but it does have something to do because your price tag is part of who For you sure. are. For sure. Yeah, decision has to be made. So, all right. The next one we have is, I think it's Ralph Preso, right? Mr. Ralph. And we gave Ralph a C-. minus. And <laughs> there's another one that... Dwayne, I, what grade did Dwayne give him? Let's see. Dwayne <laughs> gave him a C. So that means I give him a lower grade than that. And I'm a preso guy. I tell you, I'm an easy grader. So Yeah, I'm pretty I'm f- harsh, guys. And I used to have to grade exams. So. I can't wait till I become a teacher and I'm grading your kids. <laughs> and I'm going to just tell your kids, I know your parents are helping you. Do they not know this? <laughs> but with rough preso, kind of same thing that we saw with Danny. He improved a lot more towards the end of the season. You saw him make better decisions, and you saw him be a lot better. Yeah. What was the what was the moment that you're like, oh, Prizo might still be the guy, might still become something, or was there a moment where you're like, oh, Prizo's not the guy? I don't know if there's a specific moment, but the thing where so I I was a big Prizo guy. I think with we the all were. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we all were. Um, I'm, I'm still not out on Prizo by any means. Um, and I think the glimpses that give me hope for Prizo is that when he does flash, he's super gritty. Like he's a very gritty player and he'll do the dirty work, you know? And like, um, when you have a season like we had last year where it is at the bottom, you had somebody's got to do the dirty work, you know, yep. and get in there and and have that dog, you know, and and try to get after it and be a little aggressive. And when we see flashes of that from Prizo, is I think where we see his potential. It's just we it's very inconsistent, you know. So it's mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's the consistency with his play and what's the pairing. Is he going to be a bench guy? Is there some way that we're going to try and get him? more consistent minutes as a starter, you know, and so much of this is up to whoever's going to be the coach um, and what that style is going to be and which guys he gravitates towards. But for me, it's the inconsistency that drops him low, Mm -hmm. but there's the, you know, that kind of grittiness that um, also frequently ends up in a yellow card, but... (laughs) You know, it's that's what I need from the Rapids. Like, I, I'm fine if we're a uh, dig it out and and have to just you know play Grind to a, it, like play to a one a, a one goal win. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm good with that if it works. You know, and 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 to do that, you have to have those trench guys. And I think that's who Prizo is. It's so funny that you, the reason I asked was of um, the reason I asked. If you had a moment where you thought Prizo was the guy and then a moment you thought he wasn't the guy, was well, because I have two very clear moments. Yeah, that you have a better was, memory. You're like but, half my age. Uh, yeah, but I do too many uh, <laughs> low-level drugs, according to me. Um, when it comes to... Um, and it was the Nashville game in Leagues Cup. You remember how horrendous he was there? Yes. That's kind of the first time in my head I'm like, oh, Prizo might not be him. Prizo might not even be an MLS player at this point. Yeah, that's the one. I forgot where, about League's Cup. 
Yeah, League's Cup was fun, wasn't it? League's Cup was so good except for the R part. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And then we also had weather delays when Toluca came, so we couldn't even yeah. have fun with that. It was stupid. But regardless, <laughs> especially in August, what the hell? Like, you shit together, global warming. Um, but that Nashville game, remember, he was so bad. And I'm just like, this dude does not have it. He might just not be an MLS player. He might just have to go down to a lower league, like more minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's a good thought. Like, you know, it was a fair thought at the moment. Yeah. Like it was bad. And I've been a pre-so truther for a long time. We all have. And we're like, eh, he might improve. He might be get better. Give him some time. But where I kind of shifted back to like, oh, there might be something was the Portland game where they came back. And I think they lost three, two. Was yeah. it? But it was such a gritty, like, come, try to come back. And I thought pre played such an important, integral part of that because he really locked down that midfield and really stopped anybody from really pushing forward and really getting between the lines. And I was like, oh, so that's where Preso should be playing. Yep. And it really felt like Chris Little, <clears throat> Preso, and Frazier Preso were to completely play, to completely different players. Yep. And at the end of that Portland game, I remember thinking to myself, a midfield of him and Ronan and then Bassett at the 10 might actually be really fun. And remember, this was before Bassett was playing that double eight where he was pushing forward and then dropping all the way back to help defend. Um, so for a while there, I, I started to dream about a kind of a homegrown midfield, <laughs> like a semi-homegrown midfield between them them three. And I thought it would be really exciting because of the grittiness that Prezo brings that I don't think neither Ronan or Bassett bring in that same aspect. That physicality more than anything. Yeah. Because they are gritty, but just, they're just not physical. Um, and we also have Brendan Plone in the chat saying, it was like you saw a dog only... A, it was like we saw the dog only after he woke up from half the nap. Much better down the stretch. C minus is fair. <laughs> and again, that was kind of the Chris Little thing. Then we also have uh, B Ray yeah, saying, saying the same thing. Yeah, under yeah. Frazier, Preso is an F. Under Little, he's a C. Reason C bias, we gave him a C because we believe in him. He's <laughs> young. Uh, so I think that's fair. Um, but we're going we're gonna to take a quick break and we're going to have the. Uh, main homie Dwayne tell us about one of our favorite oh man folks if you've heard it from us once you've heard it from us more than once because we talk about our homies over to Legal Pete's every show they are one of our favorite sponsors and um, man what's not to say about delicious Illegal Pete's even when Mitch isn't here to talk about his secret tips uh, we can all Think about those delicious afternoons in the sun, on the patio, maybe inside Yaya. I don't know. With a burrito. But there's a burrito, maybe a buddy, maybe a beer, maybe that's their tagline, and maybe you hit all three, the Pete's trifecta of burritos, buddies, and beer. We love them. We love them so much. Um... As you remember from last week, there's a new promo with the Legal Pete's. Any game that you go to, any event, bring your ticket from the event over to Illegal Pete's and you'll get a free drink. That's crazy. Free drinks just for bringing a piece of paper. It's the perfect time. The Avalanche are back. Nuggets are back and dominating everything that is basketball uh, time to just watch sports with your buddies is back. Become the MVP of your watch party with the Legal Pete's. From a case Oqueso to burrito boxes and party marks, they've got you covered to fuel your crew. Again, bring your tickets from your games. Head to Illegal Pete's before or after any ticketed event and score a free heart house margarita or draft beer with their soundcheck promo. Sometimes I do think that uh, Illegal Pete is losing money. And then I remember, oh, no, we all eat there every day. We're okay. Yeah, DMVR, <laughs> I think, is keeping them in business. No matter how many uh, house margaritas or draft beers they give away with this awesome promo, don't worry. We'll keep them in business because we're there all the time. So get to Illegal Pete's. It's your go-to spot for everybody knows the trifecta burritos, buddies, and beer. Uh, also, if you're watching us right now, please give us a like live on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Also want to give you guys all a quick reminder. This is also a podcast that you can hear in all podcast platforms. 
Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, anything you like. We are available in every in every place. So uh, we really appreciate it. And also subscribe to our channel. That really helps us out quite a bit. All right. The next two players, we're going to talk about uh, Dwayne's new favorite boy in the club. Dwayne's a... Uh, it's one of my new favorites. I, feel I like don't he, know if I have a favorite yet. I feel like he's going to be your new Jack. He might be. I, it he really feels be. like he has I that Jack. I feel like the Rapids are trying to make him into the new Jack. It feels like you also love My heart though. is still broken. <laughs> it does from, make sense. From, it's, it's not, I've got a Jack Price-sized heart in my hole. That red hair is not a heart in my whole hole in my heart. <laughs> you got a heart in your hole? <laughs> love that for doing. Uh, you should probably get that checked out at a doctor, yeah, I'm though. Yeah, going to. Go get a physical. Yeah, that'd actually be smart. <laughs> next next man we have is, uh, if you haven't uh, guessed it already, it's uh, the man with the heart in his uh, hole or hole in his heart. <laughs> it's Connor Ronan. Connor Ronan. Uh, and we ended up giving him, I believe it was a B I think plus. we got a B. Yeah, B plus. So, see, I struggled with this. Because I'm not known, but I think I am probably one of the biggest... Um, you are the uh, critic of Connor Ronan. I criticize him the most, I feel, for, than most people. But the reason is because I feel a lot of potential in him. And sure. I want him to be the best player possible. And I think at the end of the day, he doesn't get an A because of his defensive, um, his defensive issues. He, I think offensively, the guy is a stalwart. He's really the guy that can push the ball forward. He's great at breaking the lines in that midfield of just pushing it. If he gets it from Maxu, Bombi, whoever's in that back line, he's quick to turn around and find the open guy. Great. Love that. That's exactly what the Rapids need on the offensive end. But defensively, they all, he also lacks so much. And part of it is because of that physicality. Mm-hmm. He's not a big guy. And he seems it's okay not to be a big guy. Jack is also not a big guy. Mm-hmm. But what Jack had is that he was great at positional awareness he knew where to be on that pitch at all times he knew exactly where the ball was going and that's because he had a great iq for the game now he's also way younger than jack by like what five years yeah he's the same age as jack when jack got here exactly and jack had the same issues when it uh when he was um when he was coming in right yep but that's my thing the B plus to me is fair because he was the engine of this of this uh, team for a long time, but his defensive woes to me were just too noticeable. Especially again in Columbus, one of that I think it was that first goal that they gave up. It was because uh, Ronan was out of position. He was to the left. The guy attacked the right, and he wasn't able to recover fast enough. Left Maxu out in an island, and it was a screamer right outside the box. Great goal. Well deserved by Columbus, but a lot of it is also because of positional awareness where it doesn't help out. Um, and that's the thing where uh, I had to give him, I had to knock him down a bit. Sure, I think that's that's all fair. Um, I think the problem, I think the re, I so I think the fans would give Connor Ronan an A, um, just on like lovability. Uh, They love the new guy. Um, You know, all of the things that are great about Ronan are his engine, how fast he is. He makes up for lack of size with uh, ankle breaking. Um, You know, that dude burns a lot of people. And it's really fun to watch. Um, On a team that has not been very fun to watch, when there's little moments because you know you're not going to watch very many uh, goals at all yeah. this year. You have to watch for the little just little the things, team. you know, yeah. just guys getting guys getting burned, and you know, and Ronan um, was a star uh, in that category. Um, I think the reason that Ronan struggled a lot on defense is that he's not a defensive mid. Uh, he's an eight. He's a <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, and so. I think if the Rapids are able to find, you know, a true six Mm -hmm. and have that person back there to cover the, you know, the heavy lifting of defense in the midfield, then that opens Ronan up to be what he is. Um, There's so much change this season in position and who's playing this week versus next week. 
um, that I think a lot of times we saw Ronan trying to cover for those, um, you know, for those holes on the pitch. And so he became this guy who always seemed like he was just running around crazy yep. in the midfield. And it's like, what is he doing over there? You know, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's like you're true. so out of position right now. Um, and I don't think it's because of a lack of awareness that like, you know, he doesn't know he's out of position. I think, and I don't know Ron, Connor Ronan at all. Um, if, if I had to guess something about his personality based on watching him play this season, um, other than just being, you know, just all in um, on the game, it's that he is probably a guy who feels like he has to make up for everyone else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. Even if those mistakes aren't there, he's going to be a guy who's going to try and put the team on his shoulders. And I think that's why you find him, especially the first half of the season, running around so crazy playing other people's positions. You know, it's like... It's like when you grow up, like we all played soccer growing yep. up, and there's always that one guy who's trying to play everybody's position <laughs> for better or for worse. And I think maybe that's Connor Ronan, but not in the bad way that you that your friend did when you played when you were a kid. It's it's more of like a responsibility thing that he feels he's got to do it. I could be way off on on that take. Um but that's my take on Ronan looking at, you know, it's just like this team was a mess most of the season. So I feel like watching him run around is maybe him trying to feel like, crap, I think people are expecting me to be the the future captain of this team. Yep. So I need to kind of put this on myself and, and take care of it. Um, and that ended up in a lot of bad plays, you know, it, like defensively it, it's admirable, but it's also kind of a mistake. Like you mentioned, it like it, it costs us as, as much as it hurts us. Um, it makes sense. He's a Pisces, uh, which so means I. I don't know anything about zodiac signs, but I thought I'd take a bit from well, Susie where she just says zodiac signs randomly. Um, but regardless, I think Ronan is one of those guys that high said is going to be a centerpiece for this team going forward. MVP of the season, according to the Rapids. He got voted by, I think, the players, right? The, the players fans. voted him, yeah. Um, clearly, he's the leader in this team already. Mm -hmm. People love him. They think he's going to be... He's, he's the hottest thing right now for the Rapids. Rapids nominate Monty. That Connor Ronan is so hot right now. His hair's on fire, literally. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Ronan played really, really well. But I just don't think it was good enough to be an A because there's more facets to this game than just oh, being sure. an offensive player. You also got to be defensive. And how you said, they're playing them in the wrong spot. But if you're in that spot, you got to be more aware of what position you're playing. And you, you have to be. be in that wrong spot. Yeah. And like <laughs> Even if it's the wrong one, you need to stay in it. Exactly. Yeah. And it might not be your fault, but you still get graded on what you're supposed to do, not <laughs> what you like to do. All right. And the last guy we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, sweet baby Cole Bassett. Um, we ended up giving him a B, which I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, thought it was fair. Um, you gave him, I think, a B plus, was it, Dwayne? Did I? A B minus. Okay. So, wow, yeah. I, I, that means that I gave him a B plus. That means you gave him the B Wow, plus. I'm so nice. Um, <laughs> being from Colorado really helps you out, guys. Going and be better, being from Colorado. Um, so the thing with, um, with Cole, the reason I gave him such a high grade was because I think he turned it on. I think all year long, his mentality was there. Not the production wasn't, but he had some bangers. Yep. That Nashville goal was a banger. That goal that he almost had against Columbus. No, that the Columbus goal was a banger. And that goal he almost had against Nashville was a banger. Yep. Um, and I think that he deserves it. I think he deserves a B. A B plus for me at least. And it averaged out to be a B. Because all year long, he wanted to be that leader, and he was trying. You could tell that he was trying to be the guy. He took responsibility and came around and said, hey, I'm doing all the pressers. Team is losing. It's my fault. Let me go out there and put my face on this team. And I think that's very admirable. And it has nothing to do with the, on, nothing on the pitch. But to me, that really elevates it because he tried, and it just didn't click until the end of the year. Yeah, and <clears throat> the reason it wasn't higher for me is because – a half to two thirds of the season were not very good for Cole. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of being invisible for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a lot um, throughout the season, the beginning first half of the season. Um, it, it just, you know, it, 
the play was not great. Uh, it didn't seem like he wanted to be here. I don't know if that was, you know, Europe hangover, uh, or maybe he was sad to be back, um, at the Rapids after being in Europe. And mm. this is not a slam on the Rapids. I mean, but who wouldn't be? You're a young kid. You get to go to Europe and play, and then you find yourself back home. Um, I, I mean, that's obvious. Nobody wants that, you know, and then mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be the Rapids. That could be any MLS yeah, team. Of course. If you're, you're from the States, you, you want to go to Europe and play, you know? And so when that doesn't work out, I, I think there was a bit of a hangover there. Um, you know, B-Ray mentioned it in the comments, like, I don't think his attitude was super great at the beginning it of the season. He, he, he came off as, as kind of a, a little down, um, maybe a little mopey. And again, I think it was, um, it could have been, you know, that having to come back from Europe where it changed, you know, cause this grade could have been a lot lower for me, but like you said, he turned it on in the last third of the season, not only on the pitch, like we, we know the, the, you know, the free kick, um, the, the little back heel goal. Um, there were some great goals that he put together at the end of the season, um, and so he became very visible, not just mm-hmm. visible, but the guy to watch on on the pitch for the Rapids. Um, so that elevated, you know, we need to see it the whole season, but we got, you know, a third of the season um, as far as looking at actual Cole on the pitch. The reason that this lifts up higher and I think lifts them up to a B or B plus, you know, for you is not what happened on the pitch, but where he developed as a leader. He came in that, you know, presser at the very beginning of the year saying he's one of the leaders of this team. And then we didn't see it. Yep. And it was like, man, this is a letdown. You know, like he talked a big game and then it didn't show up when he came you know, towards the end of the season and started taking all of those pressers and started being very upfront, very authentic um, with the fans um, and with his answers in those pressers. Like we knew that whatever it was, that leadership switch and Cole flipped and he became the guy that we've been wanting Cole to be ever since he was a kid that first came onto the team. Like, Cole is, if he stays with the team, Cole is going to be one of those Drew Moore guys. Oh, of course. He's he's just going to be the guy that when you think of Colorado Rapids, when you think of a player wearing burgundy, you're going to think Cole Bassett because he represents what this squad actually is. Um, and I think that's where, you know, I've always been a Cole fan, but now it's like, I'm like a Cole Bassett fan, not just the player anymore, like Cole Bassett, the guy and the leader. Um, I'm excited for what he's going to do for the future of the club. Um, I'm also really excited for him. We're talking like on the pitch, mm -hmm. how physical he got at the end of the season. Yeah. How he was willing to like bump shoulders, like bite shoulders. He's not a little guy. He might have bit some kneecaps on the way down. As he should. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, like that that guy, dude, became such a monster on the pitch. Where yep. you, I could tell that the other team was like, "Hey, keep an eye out. Hey, he's running to the right. Hey, keep twenty three on check. Hey, keep him yep. on check." And that's so important because you distract the defense at that point. Yep. But not just def- like not just when you're playing offense, but when you're defending, and the other team is like, "Hey, that guy's physical. Kind of push out to the left. Push out to the right. Don't let him knock you out the ball." It becomes such a mental game as well within the game that it changes the other team's full game plan of how they want to do yeah. things. He's becoming a nuisance. He, and that's, and exactly, that's what you want. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I think that's why that pairing with Ronan worked so well when they mm-hmm. played him out late because he became so physical where it allowed Ronan to push up. And then when he wanted to push up, Ronan's like, oh, that's fine. I know he's going to recover with me. And it allowed yep. everything to become such become symmetric all the way around it became harmonic and it just became a beautiful thing to watch in that midfield specifically now if you get a pure 10 a shadow striker somebody that a center forward that can play that 10 role and be a a double striker next to navarro whoever is up there next year i think that's going to be a lethal midfield yep and that's going to be the best part about the rapids going forward if they can keep them two together with a guy like Prizo coming in and, sub- and becoming a bruiser here and there. He Prizo's kind of the enforcer, it feels like. 
Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like he he's the guy in the trenches, and if he gets it to where it can be consistent, yeah, like he he is. He's going to be that enforcer. He's going to be that physical knock you down kind of guy. Yeah, you know, and that's that's real bad for for offense for the other team. Yeah, and that's true. The attitude also. Uh, be really saying the attitude at the beginning, how you said was not great. Yep. But it did improve. And he No, also, it's yeah. it's 180, like a total different. And he also, like, come on, let's be honest. Like, he was trying very hard on a very lackluster team where after playing in Europe sure. and knowing how to play in Europe. Sure. And then you come here and this team is struggling in every facet. It gets frustrating. Yep. And so I under and he's a young kid, 22. And it's a weird situation because he's not new to the club. No. It'd be different if he was a Connor Ronan where he's brand new yeah. and he can say whatever he wants because no one knows who he is, you know. But it it's it just adds another layer to the Cole Bassett lore mm -hmm. is that you know he started here went away came back you know on good terms not yeah. in a oh he's 35 and you know he's coming to the rapids to retire you know it's not that he's he's young and still in his you know growing into his prime so it was a weird way to come back um in 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 a good way yep yeah. and again I, I have great expectations for Cole, and I think it's I gonna, do too. I think he's going to become the player that we all wanted him to be, and I think next year is really going to show. Um, before we continue, because we're done with grading, overall was a C. I thought we were very insightful. I thought we were great. We're the best people to do this, and nobody can beat us. <laughs> uh, don't come at me on Twitter, please. Um, I want to tell you about guys about being a diehard. Tell me about being a diehard. A diehard means dying for your team. Wow. But not that just seems dying violent. for your team. It means living every little <laughs> moment like it's the last moment you'll ever see this team. And it being a diehard is so great. And especially being a diehard at DNVR is even better. When you become a diehard at DNVR, you're becoming you're you're starting to become part of a community that feels the exact same way and it's loving every Denver sports team. And it's it just one, we do so many events. We do Rapids takeovers. We do. We had a Nuggets takeover last this past weekend. We're doing Avalanche. Hey, who knows? We have Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg. There could be an event going up with them coming up soon. We don't know that. Well, I'm not saying anything. I haven't heard anything, but I, it's possible. I, I now. know that they might be here in the studio today uh, at two o'clock. And I mean, <laughs> these are kind of cool things that you get to do. You also get exclusive merch drop. You get a bunch of fun cool things every year when you sign up to be a diehard exclusive articles exclusive podcasts you get the adams the list which is incredible by the way he does a great yeah. job of breaking down film and being a diehard is just the best part of being a a, a diehard of being a dnvr diehard is the best part of being a diehard honestly. yeah so it's it's truly the pinnacle of the community that we've been building here at dnvr and Man, those takeovers are wild, yeah, you and know, and it, it's just you get a discount to that and just riding on the bus and getting there and just being out of your mind, hooliganism, you know, silliness. Yeah, yeah, last year on yeah, that so. takeover bus was uh, <laughs> lit with a capital uh, L-I-T, yeah. lit. I was dancing on that. I, I, I wish I had a stripper pole. That would have been fun. <laughs> but become a diehard and you get a free shirt every year. Once it renews, you get a free shirt, which is great. Yeah. You get a, an or exclusive, hat, you know, whatever. You, you, it's your credit to use as you as you like. And you also get a little gift, a little uh, card membership card that says like you are a diehard. So you are a card carrying member of the DNVR club. Yep. If you, I'll tell you this right now, if you're listening to the show and you find me at the bar and you can show me your diehard membership, I'll buy you a beer. Oh, so snap. become a diehard and you can get a Breck brew from us, from me specifically, because that's one of the dopest things that you can do. Um, all right, so now we're going to move on to a little bit all over the league. But before we do, a uh, friend of the show, Tom Bogert, tweeted something about the Rapids. He had an AMA yesterday, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, can you pull up the tweet for us real quick, Alyssa? Jason Maxwell, Rapids Jason on Twitter, a lot of you guys know him, asked him, who do you think the Rapids are going to hire as coach? Tom Bogert responds, conventional wisdom would say Armas based on what I know. Not knowing two of the four finalists, I stress, I do not take this even close to fact. How do you feel about that, Dwayne? Uh, I mean, <laughs> translating conventional wisdom would say Armas would be, that is the most rapid thing ever is basically what he's saying. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, he's also saying, don't take any of that as even close to facts. Uh, he, he doesn't know who the other finalists are, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about this all week, uh, since the news about Armas came out, um, what would be the most rapids higher out of all of these? And, uh, you know, what would just fuel the Twitter rage to a level uh, unseen before when we already thought it was peaked, it would be hiring Armis. <laughs> and that's, that <laughs> was my coach. Biggest, that was my, my biggest takeaway from this tweet wasn't that he said Armis. It was that what he said right before Armis, conventional wisdom <laughs> would be that they're hiring yeah. the coach with the worst track record. Yep. And it's, that's the part that kind of really hurt me. Not the part that he's playing Armis, because I get that like he doesn't know. He's not reporting on anything. It's his opinion. But there's a really well-informed guy that knows soccer and knows how teams run. And it knows each little quirk of each team. So he knows the quirks of the Rapids. He knows what the Rapids like to do and they don't like to do. And him saying Armis made me sad. Not because it, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. It makes me sad. Because that's where the Rapids are at this point, where the worst candidate that nobody wants in the league could be the guy they hire. Because everybody expects him to. Uh, real quick on Armis, I did do a little breakdown on him. With the New York Red Bulls, he was there from 2018 to 2020. First year he was in charge. 71 points, uh, 62 goals, plus 29 goal differential. Shield winners, eliminated in conference finals. Great. You're like, give me that guy. Yeah, that's a great. Little asterisk. <laughs> Jesse Marsh was the guy that built that team, ran that team, and he just took over it and became great. 2019, steep drop off. 48 points, 53 goals, plus two goal differential, which means he a difference of 27. Like, num <laughs> his defense was atrocious with uh, Long in there. Eliminated in the first round. Not great. 2020. Eliminated in group stage of MLS's back training with Toronto FC because Toronto's like, we'll give him a shot. He did okay for a year. 11 games, one win, eight losses, two draws, fired. fired. <laughs> That's the guy that the Rapids are bringing in. And then he has like big clubs under his belt looking at Man U, looking at, um, Looking out, he was also in Leeds. So he has some European experience, but I don't care because he was an assistant. And those teams sucked anyways. Leeds got relegated. Manu wasn't good. So what's the point of bringing him in? Man, I'm telling you, Armas reeks of Anthony Hudson. Yeah, for, Peter like, says he's Fraser 2.0, and that's not true at all. Yeah, Fraser came in actually with a good resume uh, and a, actually a pretty decent track record. Uh, when Hudson came in, he had one of the worst resumes I've ever seen. Um, the fact that he even got an interview was surprising to me. Um, and, and at the time, they kept pointing to like the one good season he had in that global soccer powerhouse of Oceania. Um, Can you, do you know their, uh, their fight song? Well, I'm just talking about the league. Um, I don't know if the league has a fight song, but it's my, probably not all that. Uh, real amazing. quick, Oceana versus Ocean's Eleven. Who are you taking? Ocean's Eleven every Let's time. <laughs> I'll take Ocean's, Ocean's starting Eleven. Is uh, <laughs> uh, it's star studded to say the least? But you know, it's the same thing. There, there was that one, but there was that one season that was pretty good, and every other season after that uh, was not what you want your team. Like mm -hmm. any of those other seasons, if that happened to the Rapids, we would all be super bummed out. Um, you know, we've said it on the show last year and this year, like people show you who they are. Um, Armis has shown us who he is with his record, um, with uh, how things have worked out both in Europe and in the States, aside from the one season that he inherited a really great team. It's, it's not been great. So, uh, we'll see. Um, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we don't even have any clues of how things are going other than the decision is happening soon. So, um, boy, I hope that's not the one. Yeah. I mean, again, it's I'm, not Portland, but it's not great. <laughs> again, I'm not saying that, uh, Bulger is reporting on this cause he's not. Tommy Scoops is not, he 
made it very clear. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. I want to make that clear. He's just saying based on the Rapids track record of hiring coaches. That's what wisdom means. As you look at the past and you understand how the future is going to go. Exactly. And that's it. And I want to stress that so much because I know there's always going to run with it. But I'm trying to tell you that hurt the most. The wisdom part hurt the most. Um, All right. For the last five, ten minutes, I want to talk to you about a little thing that's going on right now in the MLS called the MLS playoffs. Woo. I want to ask you, what are your big three takeaways from uh, the MLS playoffs right now? Uh, it's as fun as League's Cup. Okay. Um, all of the craziness of League's Cup is now happening in the playoffs, which is really fun. Uh, the timing stinks for me because I've not been able to watch as much as I want um, when the games are. Kind of the same boat here. Uh, so that that's an unfortunate take for it. Um, and then the upsets are on, man. Mm-hmm. Like St. Louis is bounced. Um, I thought Houston was an easy sweep uh, over our, over RSL. Um, RSL goes to a perfect PK run yeah. um, in overtime, and uh, and now we're knotted up. And, and I still think Houston's going to win, but now I'm just kind of like. Mm. I don't know. There's a ch- it's like where it was <laughs> like, like there's a chance 80 20 chance that Houston won. I was like, oh shit, it's kind yeah, of 50 50. Yeah, yeah, it might be 50 50 now. So um, I've enjoyed all the surprises, um, you know, the things that are not surprising. Um, you know, LAFC and Cincinnati are already through. Um, uh, thing that was surprising, Columbus, um, I really thought yeah. was going to just march right on in. Um, they're struggling. Um, it's the playoffs, baby. Yeah, like everybody wants it. Like once you just get into the dance, and anything yeah. can happen. I mean, Orlando uh, is is moving on. Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of that get hot at the end of the season, and yeah. now it's it's still going into the playoffs. Which You're was like a off very Nashville. popular pick in our uh, chat a couple of weeks ago. I remember, yeah, I think, Orlando. yeah, a lot of us a lot of us picked Orlando to stay hot, and and they have so yeah. good pick, chat. <laughs> the one I have. Two major takeaways from this. And the first one is Mexicans are ruling this league right now. Mexicans are into... Are ruling the MLS playoffs right now. Oh, yeah. With You have Carlos Vela with IFC. You have uh, Brandon Vasquez, which is Mexican-American, but I count him. You have Hector Herrera out here in, uh, in, uh, in Pulido, Alan Pulido out in KC. Those four guys are tearing it up for their teams right yeah. now. Um. I think Argentinians and Mexicans are the two biggest contingencies, not from America in this, in in this MLS, league. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to our players, at least. Um, and it's so fun kind of seeing them go back and forth a little bit. You do have like the Luchos and all that playing with like that Argentinian flair, which is very different from the Mexican flair if you see style of play. My second takeaway is I don't know how I feel about the format. Yeah. It's so far, people seem very down on it. But me personally, like, I don't know whether I like it or not. I get things like upsets because it's the best of three. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. Like, give me that more, you know? But then I get like, oh, we're still in the first round. <laughs> like, like when, are, when is it over? Like, Yeah, there's something to be enjoyed about just knockout rounds, yeah. you know? and Single elimination. And it seems weird to, I mean, and some of these series have proven this statement wrong already. It seems weird to have the worst matchups go the longest. Yeah. You know, usually first round is a very good team versus a bottom team because that's how it shakes out in the bracket. So why would you want to watch that three times? You know, uh, <laughs> that, that's true. you know, so it, it's, I would rather watch like, the final three times where there's two very good teams yeah. squaring off. So it's weird to do that. I mean, as a Rapids fan, um, uh, where I, I could count home playoff games on one hand mm-hmm. that I've been able to see, I wouldn't even need that whole hand. Um, you we'll know, like it's, I do see the advantage of being able to see your team with a home playoff game, which is something we don't get. Uh, very often, but the world kind of already discovered the perfect fix for that, which is the one in one home, one away. Everybody one in one, but you got the global. And score. then, 
aggregate. Yeah, aggregate. Yeah. Like you got the like who scored the most. What, those are fun because that becomes math, and you're like, oh, we need two more I goals. I hate aggregate. I love <laughs> aggregate. Aggregate to me is one of the funnest things in soccer. I realize we, I'm way in the minority on that, but I just I can't stand aggregate. And I, I get it. It's math. You hate stats. We've talked about this right yeah. before the show. But I love, 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 love the the aggregate. I think aggregate should be the way the MLS goes. Cause I, I it loved, used to be that way. Yeah, and I like I loved it. That was my favorite part of it. I, I just don't like that they went away from it. And I do. I will give credit for the MLS. They're experimenting. They're trying. They're trying to get things out there. You know, trying to have some fun with it. And I think that's great. But I still don't. I still think that it should be uh, one and one aggregate. I do like they're trying to expand the playoffs. I thought the playoffs last year were too quick. I felt like I didn't get to enjoy them. This year, it feels like I'm enjoying them too, too much. much. Yeah, and, um, that's the biggest. Plus, issue. we've had two other tournaments, you know. Yeah. So it's it might be a bit much, not for the playoffs itself, but when you look at the MLS season as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, when you've had uh, U.S. Open Cup, and then you have Leagues Cup, and then you have the regular season, and then you have an extended, you know, playoffs. Um, that's where it starts to feel really long. It's just really long. And again, I'm all for more soccer. I love it. Sure. Like it's all, but, but when I'm, your team's not in it, it gets it's rough. Tired. Like as a Rapids fan, this this whole thing sucks because it's like, you know, thankfully League's Cup was just chaos, yep. you know, and so it became fun to watch because I'm not a watch soccer for the sake of watching soccer yeah. guy. I want to watch my team and that's it. Um, but, you know, that. League's Cup, there was so much chaos that I, I really enjoyed just watching, you know, random teams play. Um, and and I, I've done a little bit of that, you know, um, in the playoffs so far um, because of the games, but not from the beginning. Yeah. It's been because something on Twitter, people are like, oh, my God, are you watching, you know, this this Houston game's bananas right now. And so it's like, oh, maybe I'll tune in, you yeah. know, and so – it's not like a scheduled thing. It's more of like, a, oh, something's crazy happening, so maybe I'll turn it on now. So, uh, gun to head. We've seen a few playoff games now. We have a few winners that go on. Who wins? Who wins the whole thing? Oh, gosh. I was all in on Columbus and Houston. Uh, we're seeing them struggle a little bit now. Um, Philly, too, man, with Kai Wagner. Philly, yeah. Uh, I didn't pick Philly to get to the final anyway. I did. And, uh, do I look bad right now? Um, I mean, Cincy sure seems unbeatable right now. Like, yeah. gun to head, like, you know, I have to choose the right or, or be sad. Um, you know, I if I, was, if I had to bet and risk losing a bunch of money, it's probably Cincy. Um, if, I, if I'm going with who I think gets the the gritty win and still makes it happen, I still think it's Columbus. Yeah. I I will say that I think it'll be um It's Ohio. Something's happening out of Ohio. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Cincy. Cincy as well, but I think LAFC is gonna be right up there. LAFC is just too much star power, too much things going on for it. Um uh, I do I do see a world where Orlando picks up the open cup last year and then the MLS Cup this year and they become the unheralded the unheralded team yeah. of, of uh, Florida, which would be dope because it's like, oh, man, screw you. Like, Until you, Messi. Yeah, well, no, that, that's <laughs> the whole thing. Good. It's like, you want to cheer for Inter Miami? You got one Leagues Cup. We got an Open Cup and an MLS Cup. And it'll be like the hipster thing to do if you want to cheer against Messi. All those Ronaldo <laughs> fans out there are going to be like, oh, yeah, Orlando. going to be the Orlando now is the hipster. Yeah. Wow, that would be something. So I kind of feel like that's if Orlando wins, they're, they're the new uh Fun. They're going to need a new logo if they're going to go hipster. <laughs> they needed a new logo regardless. <laughs> I know they did. <laughs> Whether they go hipster or not, they need a new logo. They suck so much. Um, all right, guys. That will do it for us today. Uh, I thought we had a great show. Probably the best show we've ever had until the next wow. show we do. Best show ever until uh, next week. Hey, the one thing is we always have to one-up ourselves, right? We can <laughs> We can only be better than ourselves. Um, thank you very much, guys, for everybody in the chat. We really appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up in the um in the video, we'd really appreciate it. Follow us on socials. We'd really appreciate that, too. I say appreciate a lot. I'm just realizing that. You're an appreciative um, guy. I am. I'm very grateful. Uh, <laughs> and give us a podcast review on Apple or Spotify or anything. We'd really appreciate that as well. <laughs> and I said it again. Uh, do I need anything <laughs> to plug? 
Yeah, two o'clock today, man. If you are an Avs fan, um, tune in to the Avs show at two o'clock. We've got Joe Sackick and uh, Peter Forsberg live on set with us. Um, that's going to be an awesome show. Um, yeah, two Avs legends on site. So tune into that. Or hockey legends. Hockey legends. Ooh. I mean, you know, both. It's um, yeah. The, those guys are just Hall of Fame legendary dudes. Uh, so anyway, um, if you're an Avs fan, get into there. Um, catch that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Once again, I appreciate you all. Ah, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Peace out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my we, gosh. Yeah, I almost he almost forgot. forgot it. What is not, going on right now? I don't host this enough. I'm sorry, wow. guys. I almost ended it with an appreciation post. Um, <laughs> almost turned into the worst show ever. It, no, it will never be the worst show ever. <laughs> uh, I know which one that is, but I won't say it out loud. Um, more importantly than all, <laughs> up the heads. <laughs> Like the mayor.